Colossians 1.6, which has come to you, as indeed in the whole world it is bearing fruit and increasing, as it also does among you, since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth. So what has come to them? If we look back in verse 5, it's the gospel. So the gospel is this word of truth, which tells the people of the hope that is laid up for them in heaven. And this hope is driving their love. And Paul is thanking God for this love in the Colossians. And so when Paul says in verse six, which has come to you, he's saying the gospel has come to this people. And he's actually saying it's come to you through others. So in uh, chapter one, verse seven, we see that Paul has uh, has heard from Epaphras who has told the people, the people of Col- the Colossians learned it, the gospel from Ep- uh, Epaphras. And he, they have heard of this news from him. And then on chapter two, verse one, we see, for I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not seen me face to face. So Paul is saying in verse six here of chapter one, that the gospel has come to this people, even though it's not come through him. And so when he says, as indeed in the whole world, it is bearing fruit and increasing. He's saying this message of hope that Jesus Christ dies for, has died for sinners and that those who have faith in him will have eternal life and joy forever. That hope, that good news is increasing beyond Paul's own personal reach. It is increasing and it's bearing fruit. And what is this fruit? It's, it's the fruit of love. So Paul is thanking God for the love he sees in the Colossians. And he's saying, this love is a fruit of the gospel. And this fruit is increasing in you since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God and truth. So as the people understand the grace of God, sending Jesus in love to die for sinners so that all those who would believe in him would have eternal life and joy in relationship with him. This good news, this grace of God in truth is increasing in the hearts of the Colossians and it's bearing fruit in love towards one another and towards the world. And so how can we pray in light of this verse? We can pray, God, I thank you for the gospel. I pray that you would give me the grace and the help to dive in every day deeper and deeper into gospel realities. The way that the person and the work of Christ permeates all that I do and all that I see and everything around me. I pray that you would help me to dive deep into the gospel. And then God, I pray that that gospel would run wild in my life and produce the fruit of love. I pray that I would love. I pray that my church would love. I pray that the whole church in the world would love each other and others deeply because of the hope that we have in the gospel. So that's Colossians 1 verse 6. And we can really just take this application point of knowing that the gospel gives us the hope that drives our love. And so we can be just searching out the truths of the gospel, seeing how the gospel relates to each and every aspect of our lives, of our identity, of our work, of our school, whatever it might be. We can just be seeing how the gospel is infiltrating and changing the way we act and think and what we say in those spheres. We can be asking God 
to, to give us more people to believe in the gospel, to see this fruit of love expanding and growing in the world. And then also we can just be uh, thinking of the ways that we need to grow in gospel love and, and, and go through that. And then finally we can pray and thank God for the people in our lives who we see the fruit of the gospel, uh, the gospel bearing the fruit of love in their lives. And so that's Colossians 1 verse 6.